Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's podcast, we're focusing on your sexual health. We'll be talking about STDs, STIs, and also getting into some hot sex tips. What to do when your partner takes sex completely off the table, and how to master the true art of the deep throat. All that and more. Thanks for listening. You know what I never get tired of? Talking about the magic wand. Seriously, it's like telling stories about your best friend. I actually think I have more stories about a magic wand than I do my best friend. The magic wand was part of my life long before it was part of the show. And now it's time to make it part of your life too. For more than 30 years, the magic wand has been the trusted toy that women around the world reach for first. In fact, check this. Time Magazine just named the magic wand as one of the top 10 most influential gadgets of all time. We're talking next to the iPod and the calculator. Time Magazine, people. If that doesn't say it all, I don't know what will. The perfectly sized original magic wand delivers amazing power and control and is incredibly simple to use. Just plug in the six foot cord for uninterrupted pleasure. For more information on the magic wand, visit magicwandoriginal.com today or click on the magic wand banner on my website. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. sex relationships and everything in between for more information go to sexwithemily.com where you can do so many things there god our site is fun menace have you seen it lately it's great it is so mm-hmm. fun we have a brand new website well it's like a few months old but it's getting better every day uh-huh right just we, like we are we have to do like a incognito domain name so when people they want to go to sexwithemily.com or right. if you're oh, at, at the office we yeah. tried to do that redirect thing we tried yeah, that yeah. it didn't work fix it no people can do it and also we've got it's really easy when you get there because you should subscribe Mm -hmm. that helps us as well and we do two a week and you'll never miss a show again so you subscribe and then just follow us twitter instagram snapchat sex with emily across the board Mm -hmm. and facebook.com slash sex with emily so you've been snapchatting like crazy or what? yeah you know okay so i go in snapchat phases Mm -hmm. but i yes pretty much every day well you don't look at my snapchat probably but maybe it's fun it's a good time i have to say yesterday so i was on playboy tv yesterday Oh, I was nice. on a show called Talking Dirty mm-hmm. in Burbank, you know, where they film to go to the Playboy yeah, studio. Yeah, yeah. And so my friend Kimberly, have you met Kimberly? She was on a show before. Hmm, anyway, maybe. I think she went incognito because she was talking about dirty things. But she, her friend owns this skincare line called Perfect. And it's like, do you see how I kind of look shiny and tan right now? Yeah. But I'm not. It's what? this makeup that you just put on your skin, but it's like called Liquid Glow. What was this one called, mm-hmm. Madison? Like Liquid Glow or... Liquid and then, Liquid gold. Oh, nice. And he was rubbing it. He's gay. It's cool. But he was like mm. rubbing his hands up and down my legs. And oh. we were doing this really funny <laughs> shoot. Because for Playboy, I'm like, what do I... Because the show's called Talking Dirty. It's a talk show. And they're like, mm. I'm like, what do I wear? Like, oh, like what you'd wear out like if you're going to the Playboy Mansion. And I'm like, you know, what? Like a bunny suit? Like, what <laughs> yeah, would I yeah. wear? Like, let me think about it. A swimsuit? Yeah, exactly. So um, so I wore a sexy hat 
black dress and then I looked super tan and sparkly and they were doing my we just shot really funny snaps about that but here's the funny thing so I go on this talk show with Dan and Andrea who were the hosts of the Playboy Morning Show and this is a new show called Talking Dirty so it's like Mm -hmm. we're just shooting the episodes right now and we're sitting there it's like a normal it's myself and a comedian Mm -hmm. this guy Sean and then we're talking like you know I mean my having normal conversations they kind of set it up like watch what happens live with a bar so we're sitting there drinking talking and we're like civilized and asking you know there's questions about like how should men last longer in bed but like well let's cut to the tv let's check out the models on the screen and see what they have to say and then all of a sudden we're like sitting there there's like models like this is how i like to be turned on or this is what i I want a man to last in bed at least 30 minutes so he can please me and then they get naked so like all of a sudden you're sitting there and you're like having this and they cut to because it's playboy women and then the next thing was like they're like i really want a man to take it all and i'm like whoa like i'm not i wasn't expecting to see that so they shock mm-hmm. you with that, and then they go back to us talking. And then they say, how would you set this mood for sex? And uh-huh. I'm like, you know, giving my, you know, you got to stress, de-stress for better sex, and, mm-hmm. you know, play music, turn off your phones. Like, well, let's see what our Playboy models. And they cut to the screen again, yeah. and there's like a woman with a bathtub outside in the wilderness. She's like, this is a great scene for me, sex. And then she gets naked and has sex with the woman. But nice. it's not like a two, it's like a 40-second clip, and then they go back to like, hi, we're having a talk <laughs> show. Wow, so that's, that's cool. Yeah, Playboy's super fun. I remember like back back in the day, I set up my my buddy who lived in Los Angeles. I told him that I had to um, I had to come to Los Angeles with some winners from a radio contest, and I had to drive them somewhere, right? But I said, "Yeah, man, come with me." So I set him up to meet me somewhere, and then I I hit him up. I said, "Hey, dude, I can't make it. Can you do me a favor? Can you drive these winners?" To this place, right? Okay. But the whole setup is he didn't know that these two winners were actually uh, Playboy models. Oh. And then they started like making out with each other in the back seat and How taking I- their clothes off. Was it his best day ever? It was the best day ever, but <laughs> he's married. He's what? Mormon and he had a girlfriend, oh, so he geez. wouldn't sign off on it. Oh man, that's but so it totally, good. Totally fell for you it. You think you're just driving some guests from wherever, yeah, yeah. and it's a Playboy bunny making out? Playboy bunny's yeah. making out in your car. That's hilarious. Um, so that was Playboy. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, I like so going over there and Playboy's saying hi to fun. those people. Yeah. And then I had my birthday party. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm, I have something for you. You do? For your birthday, yeah. Oh, you're sweet. Thank you. I love my, it. It's my, the best present I ever my got. My life is like Dude, so crazy fine. right now. But uh, next time I see you. I'm yeah, next time you see you. me, I'll be waiting for it. Um, mm-hmm. But it was fun. You know, I um, my best friend Charlotte came in from yeah. San Francisco. You know Char. And I just, I never feel like. I don't know. I have a lot, you know, friends here, but I don't, I don't want to plan. I just don't like planning. I just yeah. want to hang out with friends. I don't want to be alone. Mm-hmm. So I just invited some people to meet at this restaurant called Maya. I decided uh-huh. like the day before and I'm like, people show up. Maybe they won't. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But then like a lot of like really good people showed up that I was That's excited really to see cool. and ended up being a fun, like, cause no pressure, just like show up, have uh-huh. drinks, dinner. And then like people on my team were there. Friends were there. My uh-huh. former agent, like people I knew from all over my life. And that felt really good. And I think it's important to do something with, there should be, here's my deal with birthdays, what I've learned. Mm-hmm. Never have a party where there are shoulds on the list. Like that you mm. should invite this person. You should. Mm. Like, you know, in, life is too short to spend time or have to hang out with people. Especially on your birthday, the people you think that you have to invite. Friends because you've mm. known each other since kindergarten. Like it was just people I loved. Yeah. So it was a great way to ring in the new I wish birthday. I was there. I'm sorry. Except was... for you were not there. <laughs> so there was a tiny little piece of my heart that was broken. But the rest of the night was a blast from uh, what I recall. Cool. Well, I'm happy you had a good time. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, unfortunately, I was in Las Vegas. But. That's okay. I don't think you've been at one of my parties since like 2007. What? Dude, it's no. fine. I don't go to yours either, but we love each other. And here we are. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're what's here. up? With, so you 
uh, gallivanting around the world. Yeah, yeah. I've been. I was in Las Vegas and stuff like that. But I, I'm on a couple shows. I've been mentioning uh-huh. that I hooked up with the Habit Burger and done all these um, different charity organization fundraisers. Right. And uh, we did Hope for Pause. We did Lymphoma uh, Research Foundation and Parkinson's right. um, research. And we raised a ton of money. And uh, we just got some grand totals in today. It, it was great. What did you raise? Raised uh, about over $15,000. You so, did alone? Yeah, it was crazy. Well, I mean, the Woody show, the morning show that I'm but on. But you were the one that there were like legions of fans. And they had to call them like pepper spray or something. Like, like they had <laughs> no. to call the cops pepper spray. Where no, no, no. I mean, they, yeah, I was out. I was two, like impressed. Like that all these yeah. people showed up for you. I it mean, was, I would, I, of course I would show for you yeah. if we had that kind of relationship, but, but we did that. Me. There's a whole, okay, fine. Congratulations. Group. You guys are doing good work. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say it was all me. It was good menace. I'm glad you're giving back to the community. I'm trying. Yeah. You're doing a good job. Okay. Listen, we got to talk about something really important right now. All right. Okay. Sexual uh-huh. health awareness. And we get a lot of questions about STDs, STIs, like, People say like one in three people have something like, how do you know? How do you know if the person you're sleeping with, they're like, I'm fine, I'm clean. And you sleep with them without the people. I feel like they still don't use condoms. Never. You were talk- Never. Like <laughs> even my friends are like, I'm like, did you use a condom? No. But like, here's the thing. 110 million Americans are affected with STDs any given time. And here's the thing. It's not as bad as you think is the other thing. I'm going to talk you through what happens, the difference between an STD and an STI. Because STI is fairly new. Remember, which is STDs. Mm-hmm. So how many are out there, the risk? This is going to be just a little, little touch up here, a little, a little uh, freshen up from what you probably did not learn when you were in high school. What do you got? Lay it on me. Okay. So common questions about STDs and STIs. So they're kind of interchangeable. An STI, which is a sexually transmitted infection, means that it hasn't developed into a disease yet. Right, so like a woman who has HPV and she show, shows no symptoms, uh, no symptoms of an infection, but if she develops cervical cancer as a result, she has an STD. Okay, so S- the reason why STIs came around because it's kind of has like, like a less negative connotation than like yeah. a disease, but that's just the difference. So you all know we get asked that all the time. Twenty-seven STIs are listed in medical textbooks. Jeez, I know that's a lot, right? Um, an infection can turn into many different types of diseases. Hard to know how they all originate, but here's the most common ones. All These right. are super sexy. I should say I'm really dirty or something. Um, most common infections. Yeah. Chlamydia. Ooh, that's sexy. Genital warts. Ooh, my HPV. Favorite. Oh, love it. Genital herpes. Oh. Most common diseases. <laughs> yeah. Gonorrhea. Ah. Uh. PID. Pelvic uh-huh. inflammatory disease. Ooh. And syphilis. Oh, fun. Yeah. Hepatitis B, C, as well as HIV are also well-known and very serious. So that's why you just got to get tested, okay, every six months. And I don't want to hear you don't have health insurance. Mm. I don't want to hear, you know, and there's also like, we're going to tell you a minute about easy. You can do it online. You can order it on Amazon, yeah. a kit, get tested at home. Um, you think it's not going to happen to you. Most people think mm-hmm. it's not. They're like, oh, I've heard this excuse. Well, I knew the guy. I mean, he was a friend of my friend. Like, he wouldn't lie to me. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people don't know that they even have one. Sometimes you're a carrier. So even if they're the most honest person in the world, you really just have to make sure that you're taking precautions, okay? So um, young people, most at Mm -hmm. risk, and those in the LGBTQI community, far more likely to become infected. To those groups that you just mentioned, uh, one of them, the young group, I know I know a guy who had to go through chlamydia 
and then the other one uh, was the LGBT community. He went through chlamydia too, and they're telling me how get rid of that thing yeah. is like a huge needle that gets stuck yep. in your ass. Yep. Well, or you take a pill too for like a day or two. Uh, they both said needles. <laughs> okay. Well, my friend. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. Chlamydia. Mm. Just FYI, chlamydia is on the rise right now because I've had two friends, two girlfriends who had chlamydia. And it was one night she had sex without a condom with the guy and it was like the next day she had like an itching, went to the clinic and she took a pill and it was, it was gone or two. But oh, okay. Could, maybe they caught it early. Maybe. But what, what I'm saying is it's like I'd never even had friends. I mean, people tell me everything. So it's not like mm-hmm. they weren't telling you. Now they're yeah. telling you like people are getting it. So guess what? Condoms are awesome. And here's the other thing. Young women, they're more susceptible to getting an STD or STI because they, check this, due to their anatomy. Did you know this? No. Underdeveloped cervixes and smaller bodies mm-hmm. are more likely to tear and leave women susceptible to infections. So we have little tears that can uh-huh. happen, aggressive sex, pounding something. We're more likely. Another reason why women suffer more. Yeah. Once a month, we're uh-huh. like PMS, we're angry. Uh-huh. I always realize like a quarter of my life, I'm like probably PMSing or at least like four or five days. Like that's a long time. If you add up those days to suffer, so women, it's another thing. So be careful and use condoms. But if you think that you're not immune to this, if you're like, oh, I'm a straight guy, I'm male, I'm just going to do a pound everyone this weekend, forget the condoms. Um, even if you're seromonogamists, uh-huh. going from one serious monogamous relationship to another, that increases your risk of contracting SDI. Because, what? because if you stop taking precautions because you're exclusive with someone. So let's say you're like, oh, we've been together we're three months and now we're going to be exclusive. And like you stop wearing condoms, but you don't get tested. You just think we're exclusive now. That person could still be a carrier. And a lot of times you could have something for months and not know. So the Jeez. point is, I know. Do you want to get tested after? I've got this kit you can use. Oh, let's get tested. Okay. Oh, so do you want to do like a sex with Emily testing day? Like make it fun? Like I have clowns <laughs> in a carnival? I uh, actually had a buddy who did a morning show and they wanted to do a bit where they read his results on air and he wouldn't do it. No. No. No, no. That's not good. There you go. You there goes private. your life. You think you can't get laid before. Yeah. Uh, but the, uh, so, but you, you kind of mentioned, um, there's home testing kits, right? Yes, now? exactly. It's called my lab box, my M Y L A B B O X. And God, do we still have that on our site? Medicine? Like blog itself is called, Learn them, treat them, test them. So check that out. Sweet. I know, right? Okay, how are they spread and transmitted? So they are spread through contact with an infected area, skin or mucous membranes, sores Mm -hmm. in the mouth. So you could have one of those like canker sores in the mouth go down in someone. There you go. Damn. I know. And these could happen during vaginal and oral sex. And people always ask me about kissing. Uh And kissing, it won't carry like the risk of infection. But if you like an open sore or an oral sore, they could transmit it. Damn it. I know, dude. Stop sticking your tongue in everyone's throat. (sighs) But I can't help myself. I know. It's so sexy. (laughs) So how do you stay protected? The most common way, use a condom every single time. And Uh if you use condoms in the past and they suck and you're like, oh, but I couldn't feel anything. It was like wearing a raincoat. I'd rather not. There are great condoms. They've changed a lot. Okay. There's a lot of different sizes. They have little bumps and ridges and some are like mint and they think they feel good and, you know, try them out. So um, they're the only form of birth control that prevent STIs and uh, just do it. Okay. But don't ever try wearing two condoms because that doesn't work. Um, Oh, okay. I got to make a note here about oral sex. So I, the other day I was, my, I was driving in the car with my friend from San Francisco called me and she's mostly, I've been friends with her for 20 years and she's, you know, a serial monogamous. She's probably, you know, she's not a, a virgin, but she's had a lot of monogamous relationships and she's been with a lot of men over the years. Not a lot, but 
The point is, she said to me, Emily, I've got a really serious question. I'm dating a guy casually now. What do I do about giving him blowjobs? Like, about protection. I was like, really? Like, I'm like, you've never given just like a random blowjob to someone that you weren't in a committed relationship with. And she said, no, I have not. And she's, I know. And I thought, I felt, first of all, I was really proud of her. I thought that sounded Mm -hmm. really interesting. But she's like, what are the risks? What are the risks? I'm like, well, this is a great question. I mean, you could wear a condom Uh over his penis when you're giving a blowjob. Like, that's really the only way that she could, or just don't give him a blowjob. And she was like, that's really it. And it's, it's true. But the risks, I mean, it's not as high as, you know, having sex without a condom. But it's still up there. But, you know, definitely inspect the penis before it goes in your mouth. I mean, if there's an outbreak or weird sores, then you know. And same with the vagina. It's something going on there. Um, and then when you're going down on a woman, there's the dental dam, which nobody ever uses. Like, we all joke in our sex community. Like, they're, you know what they look like? Dental dams are like a piece of latex uh-huh. and you put over the vagina. Yeah. So like, but like, we're like, hold on a minute. Let me use my dental dam. Yeah. But the truth is, I tried one once for fun. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, I got to try it. It actually feels good because... Wait, you had it on yourself or you tried it no, on No, a guy was going down on me okay. and he, put, he like used a dental dam. And the thing is, is that material against your your lip, your your labia, mm-hmm. your um, all the nerve endings, the clitoris, uh-huh. like it actually feels really good. Like I always say like touch a woman over her underwear or like over something silky. Like it, mm-hmm. it actually wasn't horrible. Where do you but even get a dental dam? You get it at any sex toy store. And you know what? Uh-huh. You could even make a dental dam out of a condom. I did this. Do you remember the... Do- I was on the doctor's TV mm-hmm. show. Oh, yeah. Years ago. And they were like, could you come on and um, we'd like you to talk about dental dams. I was like, sure. And then they get the, like, the call sheet and they're like, dressed like you're going to church. I'm like, all right. And like, mm-hmm. and talk about dental dams. So I get on stage and I had to show everyone at home how, we should post this on the website, how to make their own dental dam. So you cut a tip off a condom. Yeah. And then you cut it down the middle, like the long way. Mm-hmm. And then you open it up. Condom. You can make, I'm like, everyone can do this at home. And mom's like, I'm so proud of my daughter. Like, mm-hmm. in a way, she's on the doctor's TV show, but she's also talking about yeah, dental dams. She- she told everybody to so tune in. So proud of me. Tune in. Wait a minute. Turn it off. So, um, okay. So if you want to be safe, you can try a flavored condom. It tastes mm-hmm. like mint. Um, if you want to suck the penis over the thing. I think I, in my lube. day, I've had a, a strawberry flavored condom. Really? I don't know how it tastes because I wasn't the one Because you were not blowing yourself. Yeah. Right. I'm saying that you absolutely should try it because I actually like the dental dam. And if you're at all worried, like here's the thing. Life is all about trusting your gut and your instincts. If you're with like a foreign penis or a foreign, you know, vulva and you're like, I'm not so sure about this person. No one's going to like judge you and say like, why are you doing that? Just go for it and be safe. It's important. Yeah. No guy's going to turn it down. He's not so. going to be like, oh, sorry. I don't want a blowjob with that on. Yeah. Right? No. And if he does, guess what? You certainly don't want to give him a blowjob. He doesn't even deserve your lips around his penis. Okay, so here are the symptoms how you might know that you have something. Sores, itching, burning, sensation. Mm -hmm. You're probably familiar with those, but there's more, like, that's usually how it starts. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had anything? No. See, women get, we even get, like, we get UTIs all the time. We get bacteria infection, or we'll get, um, uh, what are they called? Urinary tract infections and um, these yeast infections. Infection. Thank you. Which is like so not sexy, but what happens? Mm-hmm. So we know the itching and the burning, but this is what happens to men as well. But testicular pain in men can happen for sign of gonorrhea. Oh, really? How your testicles feeling? Great. Um, and for and women <laughs> in their lower belly, they're going to feel that occurring in them. And um, flu-like symptoms could indicate HIV. HIV. And here's the other bummer thing this one to close out with. And just pay attention to this. If you mm-hmm. have no symptoms, it doesn't mean that you're in the clear. Because the most common mm-hmm. HPV, gonorrhea, herpes, chlamydia, the symptoms can be totally mild and not show up for years. So 
You what? might not even know that it happened, that you're carrying it. You don't know that you have it. And then all of a sudden, you haven't had sex in a year, maybe, or six months, and you're like, here, I have this thing. So just pay attention to it. Some are treatable, curable. What's the difference? So a lot of them it, are treatable. Can't young people now get an HPV shot? They can. And there mm-hmm. are still, like they say, to like the age 26 or 27. Uh-huh. And they should. There's no reason yeah, not to. Totally no one's saying it. there's any risks with it. But mm-hmm. I've also heard lately that there's studies that you could actually do it a little bit older than that. Really? Yeah. Totally. So totally. why not? Why not do everything that you can to prevent it? Um, and the ones like chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis, you can cure with antibiotics if its treatment is sought early up, uh, early enough. Herpes, warts, hepatitis B, HIV, they're viral infections. They can be treated, not cured. Ugh. Yeah, you're with them. So even though testing might be scary and awkward and you're worried about uh-huh. it, obviously it's uh, worth it. And it's my lab box. Check out if you want to do it at home. No one needs to know. You never have to leave your house. So any questions? How's your itching and burning? My um, itching and burning is fine. Uh, it's very good, though, for people just to educate themselves. And again, I think that the home kit is awesome because so many people probably don't get tested because they're too embarrassed to go exactly. do anything. So I definitely I suggest if you know, if you have no clue what's going on with your body and you're too shy to go to the doctor, just definitely get one of these home kits. You'll have it up at sexonly.com, yep, right? Totally. Okay. Okay. Cool. That's good. Um, okay. So now we're gonna get into some uh, sexy stuff. I can still talk okay. dirty though. But we're gonna give a big shout out to our sponsors real quick. All right, I have a confession. I'm not what you'd call a good cook. Okay, to be honest, I've never really tried. Let's just say I don't cook at all. And it's not because I don't want to. I love food, but I just don't make the time. But I've tried. And you know what I do, Menace? At least a few times a year, I get super inspired. I buy a bunch of groceries. I commit to lunch, dinner every day. And next thing I know, I'm tossing out produce like two weeks later. Have you ever done this? Like been really inspired to cook? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I, lo- I love cooking. Okay. So I yeah. maybe I'm the only one who does this. But I throw yeah, it away. But- I don't do it anymore. I can't do it. I can't cook. But I'm with you, though. I, I just don't have time. To no cook. time. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So I get home now. I get home every night. I'm starving. I want to make dinner. I have zero food, zero plan. But now it's changed. Blue Apron. Oh, Do you know I've Blue been, Apron? Have you I've heard been, about Blue Apron? I've been hearing about Blue Apron Dude, for a long time. I am so obsessed. They develop gourmet meals. Measure. They measure the ingredients for you. I don't even need measuring cups. And they ship them directly to me, 100% ready to cook. I open the box. Even I can follow the simple instructions. And I have this amazing meal that I cooked. I like made a Peruvian roast chicken and potatoes. I made a Japanese rice bowl and mushroom tempura. Like I don't even know what that, like how you would do that. I did it and it's so high end and quality. I impressed myself. I love everything about Blue Apron. It's quality ingredients. You can follow the recipes and the incredible meals. And you have like different ones every week that come to you. So it's not like you're getting the same meal every single day. And just like what you'd find like a high end restaurant. I know this sounds way too easy to be true, but get this. It is also incredibly affordable. Their gourmet meals cost as little as $10 a person. And right now you get two meals free and free shipping. Go to blueapron.com slash Emily to see this week's recipes. Get your two free meals. That's blueapron.com slash Emily. Check it. All right, Menace. Let's answer some emails. But seriously, do I seem healthier to you now? You do. You seem like you have a lot more energy. I do. Yeah. Because I'm eating. More than usual. Three three times a day. <laughs> um, okay, let's go on to some emails. Because we love everyone. Uh-huh. And we love when you email us at feedback at sexwithemily.com. And pretty much, you guys are pretty good at answering the instructions uh-huh. or like answering our questions, but people aren't putting their age. Ooh, and it makes yeah, a difference sometimes. It really... Context. context. Yeah. And we... 
you know, we are going to be having a voicemail soon set up that people can call and leave messages. We'll be taking callers. It's happening in the next few months. But for now, just age. Age. Where you live, how you listen. Yeah. So That's if it. you listen so on iTunes, you but listen like, I love on you. Stitcher. Like, I'm still going to read right. Yeah. You listen to sexelmy.com. Yeah, I'm still going to read it, but. Yeah, but it Help it me help, out, sister, brother. It does help. Okay. Hey, Emily, I've just gotten into podcasts and found your shows really helpful. It's so good to know that there's someone else who shares uh, the same similar problems. I did a quick scan through your podcast for tips on deep throating. Do you have any experience that you can share? My girl uh, have been trying to do it. Uh, my girl's been trying to do it for a long time, but it seems she can't take it past the curve. It's not so much a gagging issue. It's more like she's just unable to open up her throat that far. Any tips on how to do a real deep throat? Thanks, Ben. Hmm. Let me just make a note here that nobody asked about deep throating 10 years ago, and this is directly due to what people are seeing in porn. Agree or disagree, Menace? Agree. Like, were you even thinking about deep throating then? Not that you're thinking uh, about it now. I, w- I was never into it because I always think that the girl, because... Because you care so much about women. Uh, I absolutely do. But the thing is, uh, I always think that they're choking and they're going to barf on me. Because... <laughs> Because it happened in high school, not I wasn't barfed on, but my buddy was because he she might have been drunk, though. But I don't I don't get the appeal because I think it's like stopping down because doesn't it mess up the flow, you know, by having this the flow like, of the sexual flow, like the energy the, the, in the room? No, well, like, no, she's gagging like she could die. The, right. Yeah. Like she could she could like. It, not it takes to... you. It doesn't take you out of the moment. I'm asking the person that's into this. I mean, if they want to, more people want to email in and ask. I want to know what right. What yeah, really what, turned you on about? I what, think it's. But the only thing. See, this is what is so frustrating <laughs> about doing the Sex on Me show for ten years. When we try to ask somebody why they are into a certain thing, they can never give me a freaking answer. You know, so I don't even know why I'm asking people why they're into that. But for me. Uh, definitely. I, I, because when I'm receiving a blowjob, I, I want a fluid motion going on and I think that would disrupt it, you know, well, I and get then it. also take me out of, right. you know, Oh, thinking that the girl's sexy. I'm like, Oh, she's dying. She's going to barf on me. <laughs> right. How is this hot? You know, she's willing but to die pe- for my penis, but some people are into, right. Uh, getting barfed on too. So whatever. Um, it's not that you always get barfed on, but it can hit your gag reflex. And back mm. to high school, I think a lot of that happened. And in college, girls were just really drunk. Yeah. That always happened. My friends all have stories like, well, it's not a bar for the guy's penis. And then I passed out <laughs> like giving a blowjob that happens. But with the deep throat, thing it's like I, I think it just it feels really good because the tip is really mm-hmm. sensitive it's in the back and they're like oh she's taking it in and she's willing to gag and her eyes are watering and that's mm-hmm. really hot because I'm so big and I'm making her feel this way I think and it's visually can be stimulating but I know what you're saying that you want the back and forth pressure mm-hmm. and then it's just sitting on the back of your throat but just mm-hmm. because it's hitting the back of the throat she could still be taking it in and out and it mm-hmm. keeps going back to the throat and then out again it's not just yeah. sitting in the back of the throat choking her but maybe for a few seconds it is so Whatever you're into, email us. I know you're like, what? Are you dying? Do you need water? Yeah. Should I call nine one one? Yeah. Okay, Ben. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad you found us and we found you. But before I get into tips for your girlfriend, are you playing by the deep throat rules? Okay. Okay. There's rules. That means no pressuring, no rushing the process, no thrusting, and zero head pushing. We are in no head pushing zone here oh, at Sex with Emily. That's no fun. Ever. Never push her. Even if you're just in the car, you're like, babe, here's my penis. She knows you have a penis. She yeah. knows that it's probably hard. Don't ever push her head into your lap, okay? Mm. So she needs to feel relaxed. She needs to feel in control and not 
to, uh, uh, you know, she also needs to be able to trust you that you're not going to hurt her. And keep in mind that she's putting herself through mild discomfort to fulfill your desires. So make sure you're being kind and returning the favor, aka going down on her as well. So now that we got that out of the way, uh, here's what she could do to deep throat. Relax. So the most important thing is your muscles, anytime you're trying any, like anal sex, people Mm. tend to like tense their muscles, right? But it's all about breathing and relaxing. So um, when you're doing this, she has to relax her throat muscles like they tense up because if she's starting to perform oral. So what really uh, can relax her is first thing, like make sure that she has hers. So if you knock off a few orgasms and she's Mm. like already in the mood and relaxed, you're golden. She'll be like, oh my God, I said three orgasms or one. It's fine. And she also should be loose too. So tell her not to worry about like her lips. Everything should be loose. She should like lay back. She should be breathing. And she shouldn't worry that her lips are like super tight around his penis while she's going down. And she could kind of like let her lips fall open so she can open up her throat more. So like you practice... Like, it's not like you're squeezing it. Like, I'm trying to show menace here with my mouth. Like, you're sucking it. Like, mm-hmm. your mouth is open. And you're just trying to get it to the back. And if she's worried about getting drool, little extra lubrication never hurt. And it might help her lube up her throat. So, um, just make sure she's breathing in a comfortable position. And also, there's a position that makes her feel comfortable, okay? This isn't necessarily for you. So, um, depending on your length and your girth, deep throating works at different angles. Okay, now we're getting technical here. <laughs> she can experiment with like different positions oh. and see which ones are a little bit easier. So some women like like kneeling, like so mm-hmm. they're kneeling over the partner like on the bed because they can go out at their own pace. And some women like even lay back, like check this, their head back on the bed, they're lying back on the bed and their neck is going off the bed, right? Okay. So he could, look at me, I'm trying to show you. So he could be standing behind her, but her neck's way much more open up, which is kind of weird because she's like off the bed, but that's uh-huh. why your neck's going to open up. You didn't know that. Um, so also, there's just it's just practicing. There are so while she's doing that, she wants to breathe. She can get in comfortable positions, so she's in control. Like if she's like crouched on her knees, you know, like women get blowed up, and you're like, eh, you're tense. Yeah. So she just has to make sure she's in a position where her throat is open. But the thing is, she can also train your gag reflex to open up. Like you can practice. So what you do is you place a finger in your mouth. Or you can use a toothbrush. So you know when you get to the back of your throat and like whenever you start to gag, you're probably not, you probably don't need to do this menace. But if you do want to, it's like right to the point where you get, you're like, mm-hmm. ah. and then you hold your finger there for as long as you can, like 10 seconds. And you do that like five times a day. And then eventually you'll be able to move it further and further back, either a toothbrush or your finger. Yeah. And it'll open up your gag reflex. But you got to practice. And when you're doing this, you breathe through your nose relax your throat, and you resist the urge to gag. You can try it with a dildo. You can try it with his penis. He'd probably <laughs> like helping you. And um, just don't push yourself quickly. And I'm it sure takes he time. volunteer. <laughs> and here's the thing. If it doesn't work, so what? Use your hands. It's fine. She can't do it, but that's how she can do it. So you guys can listen to the show together. Um, but also, again, your hands are your best friend during a blowjob. So her hands can provide the suction, and um, it's a great way to do it. Deep throat. Was that more than you ever want to know about deep throats? Or that more than no. you ever could have... I like the the you technique like, to learn how to do yeah. it slowly, you know, work into Just it. Like another thing, <laughs> yeah, do your yeah. kegels, do your gag yeah, reflex yeah. exercises, um, meditate, masturbate. That's like my entire life. It's like meditation, masturbation, gag, re- gag mm-hmm. exercises, gag reflex, and um, 
cooking Blue Apron. Sweet. It's a really good time. Okay, hi, Emily. I recently discovered your show, and you've changed my sex world. I have so much more libido and self-confidence than before. Your show is totally honest, realistic, and kind, and I feel like you're my friend. Nice. I do have a question though. My partner and I have been monogamous for a year. We both got tested when we were when we started dating. We were both negative, and have uh, been having sex without condoms. I have an IUD for birth control. However, I can't stop the nagging thought that maybe the test might not be accurate. Um, I heard especially for herpes, this can happen. We've had lots. We both had lots of partners before, and I would feel more comfortable if we went back to using condoms. But he thinks this is a strange request since we've been tested and have already have condomless sex. So we should have already transmitted anything we have already. So he thinks that mm. what's water in the bridge. Yeah. Um, he is willing to do it. And we've only been having condom sex recently, but I'm not sure if I'm being unreasonable. What are your thoughts? Thanks so much. Ella, 26, Washington, D.C. Listens to the podcast app on her iPhone. Bam. Nice. See? She freaking nailed that. That's what we love. Ella. Ella, A-A. Hey, Ella. Okay. I love that Ella is being conscientious about her health. Amazing. Because I, I understand her concerns. Like, at least, like, we've, we're talking about people who never even think about using condoms. Mm-hmm. She's in a committed relationship. They've been tested. They've been yeah. having sex without a condom for a while, but she's still, like, you know, worrying about it. Uh-huh. So I understand that. And she's right on herpes. You can only test herpes if there's an outbreak. Like, they don't even do herpes tests now because you can't tell if you're carrying it unless there's an outbreak. Wow. So if one person is a carrier, you won't know until you're already infected. So you've done everything you can do there. And I kind of, I got to say, I agree with your boyfriend. You're on the IUD and you guys are truly monogamous. You're not going to get pregnant and you really don't have to go back to using condoms. So I just think what you guys got to do is go back and get tested in six months. Like every six months, put it on your calendar. You know, you'll feel more confident. You guys can go together. You can order it online and do it, but and then I think that you can put the condoms to rest for now. Uh, uh, tell me what an IUD is. The IUD is the like, it's a method birth control that you put in your arm and you can have for do you, do you the, yeah yeah, yeah. You it's can have like for years for years yeah mm-hmm. that can last for years and a lot of women have that and they don't have to like take a pill every day just mm-hmm. side effects and um, but just like any other other Research uh, forms it, yeah. of birth control yeah. But, but she was saying she's on IUD, but you could be on a birth, what she meant is you could mm. also be on the birth control pill. There's a lot of different ways now. Birth controls are so much better now. Like when I, well, I haven't been on it in a while, mm-hmm. but they don't tell you like now. And here, well, here's the other thing I want to say. Mm. I might've said this on a recent show, but I can't say it enough that when you go on the birth control pill, a lot of women, you know, in high school, whenever you go to college, the doctor just gives you a pill and you assume, okay, I got to take this pill for the rest of my life. This is it. But what they mm. don't tell you is that Sometimes the side effects can be really bad and you don't know that that's what it's coming from and you don't realize that you can actually switch pills. You can get higher, Mm -hmm. like higher estrogen, lower estrogen. You can play with it because birth control pills affect everyone's system differently. And so women sometimes can have loss of Mm -hmm. libido, inability to orgasm, um, headaches, things like that. And that you, so, you know, just go to your gynecologist every six months. And again, it's okay to ask for one because you could sometimes you just got to try a few. Don't your boobs get bigger? Yes. Do you remember this? My, do you remember when I went on the pill? No, but you told me about it. Dude, I knew you then. It was 2009 and I went back on the pill and I had like a size and a half bigger. And my boyfriend at the time, he was like, oh my God, it's a bad. it was like all of a sudden I had like, not that I have small mm-hmm. boobs, but they were like big and hard. It was like I got a boob job. People were like, yeah. my friends thought I got a boob job. It was, it was the best birth control experience ever. Sweet. And I like lost weight and I had Should really big boobs. I looked now. like a porn star. Um. Maybe I should. I wonder if it would have that happen the same way. I just don't like taking something like that. And I use condoms. 
because mm-hmm. I want to be safe anyway. Why should I? Yeah. yeah. And would you remember every day? But I had massive day? boobs. Yes, of course. I did for years. I was, But if you miss a day, you realize that it's not as effective. Like mm-hmm. your pill that month. So you should double up on condoms anyway. Yeah. That's the problem is that a lot of people are not as great. Mm-hmm. Put a reminder on your goddamn phone. Well, I mean, you have a staff of people here. Oh, I have a staff. No, I'm saying not me. Madison, I'm saying people. Madison will help you out. Make sure. Madison, you take would you feed every- me my pill every day? No, I'm not <laughs> taking it. I'm saying a lot of people don't remember, and that's yeah. why you should send alarm. <laughs> have you ever like gone out with someone and she went on the pill and like things happened or she seemed different or? Uh, no, not at all. No. Okay. Why Good. you think it it makes you loopy? sometimes it, it's hard to tell. We're you know emotional beings. Um. Okay. Hello, M. My name is Marcellus. I'm a longtime subscriber slash listener to your amazing show since 2013. Nice. I'm a 26-year-old male from South Carolina. I usually listen to your show while on the road. I'm a truck driver. Now to the matter at hand. Me and my girlfriend have recently hit a rough patch. And because of this, she wants to cut out sex to focus more on the friendship and relationship aspect. I was fine with that then, but now it's becoming a problem. I find myself more tense and small things she does gets me upset. I'm not saying sex keeps me happy, but it has kept me stress-free in some aspects. It's now been almost four months of no sex and I'm tired of masturbating. Here's another issue. During these months, I find myself being less and less sexually attracted to her and now I'm at a point where I kind of don't want sex from her at all. I really want to tell her, I really want to tell her uh, this and work on it, but I don't know how. Please help. P.S. I know it's no longer masturbation month, but I would love to hear your masturbation routine. Yes. Marcellus. I guess I haven't really. We'll get back to that, Marcellus. You've got a lot of questions here. We don't have time. Hey, this oh, show is not uh, about me. Oh, yeah, it is. It's a sex only show. Okay. if I will tell know? you at the end a really good masturbation story. But let's, right. let's help him first. Okay. Okay. So here's the deal. A lot of times I do tell couples, you've heard me say this, Menace, if you're having an issue in your relationship, Take, let's say you're having a sex issue in particular. Mm-hmm. I always say take sex off the table. Table Like you're not going to have intercourse for a month and you're going to reconnect intimately. So you're still going to like do foreplay and kiss and touch and cardinal and massage. Uh-huh. But, you know, you, you're you just like don't have intercourse. However, mm-hmm. you should never ever take sex completely off the table because she's using it as a bargaining chip. And this is what women and men should never do. Because once you take away the sex... It completely backfires, as it is for him, because without sex at all, she's turning their relationship back into a friendship. Do you see what she's doing? Yeah. You know, mission accomplished. So that's why he's feeling less attracted to her, because she's like, oh, no end in sight. I want to work on our friendship. I want to work on our relationship, so I'm just not going to have sex with you. Yeah, that's And he's like, I'm masturbating. My penis is chafing. Like, I don't know what to do. You cannot move through any issues in a relationship by just, like, abstaining from something or just take or or using something as, as a, you know, Sex is like a weapon. Something else is going on. Exactly. So, these rough it's a rough patch. And it's not going to go away because she stops giving you blowjobs. So, that's not how it all goes down. So, if you want to work through it, I got it. You know, you got to go back to her ASAP. And I'm not sure how you guys were communicating about this rough patch before. I am assuming there's a lot here. Obviously, I don't know. But it wasn't working. So, let's say it's something big, right? Like, let's say you cheated or something bad happened and she's trying to punish you. So you might require some like professional help to work through it. A lot of times couples get to a place where they've been together so long and resentments build. And typically when you stop having sex and you stop building that connection, 
it's because something else, there's a lot of things maybe have built up and you haven't talked mm-hmm. about it and eventually you're not feeling sexual. So I think he got, he has to tell her how he feels and the next time like they're relaxed and at home, he's got to bring it up again and just say, you know, this isn't working for me. Like I miss you. I miss like touching you, smelling you, being intimate with you. Um, but like sex is crucial. If he takes away the sex, they're like roommates. Yeah. What do you think about when you heard that? What did you think? I think She's that like, there's oh, something, no something else going on. Is there somebody? I, I hate this because Ooh. I know everyone jumps to this conclusion. Um, I mean, on the guy side, they always say, oh, he's he's hooking up with somebody else. But on the women's side, 90% of the time, something else is in the picture. And I don't know what, you know, and I don't want to accuse her of doing that. I mean, if she is. Focusing on the relationship every time you're together in the friendship, make sure that vibe is going on. If right. that vibe is not going on, something else is going on. Yeah. You mean yeah. like she could be have some. I'm not saying she's having sex know. with anybody, but somebody's like trying to get her attention. Right. You know? Yeah. Something's going on. And I don't know what it is, but you just mm-hmm. got to say to her when you're home, say, listen, it's really not working for me. You know, using sex as this like bargaining chip. It's not yeah. helping us. I miss you. I miss being intimate. And um, there's a happy medium between the sex and the friendship aspects. But this isn't working. So it's okay for you to be feeling the way you're feeling. Yeah. Okay. That's all we got time for. But do you want me to tell you a masturbation story real quick? Yes, okay. please. It's not, it's not necessarily about my own master. Well, it is. Okay. So <laughs> my friend, I was talking to her on the phone and she was saying that she went to this um her doctor, but it's like one of these like holistic, like San Francisco oh, friends, hippie, healer, hippie. hippie, dippy doctor. But he's like, he's like a, an adjuster, like an energy healer, adjuster, mm-hmm. like kind of like, have you heard of um like Reiki massage and stuff? Like release yeah. energy, whatever, <laughs> Northern California. But he said to her, and she's been going on for 20 years, like she's helped him yeah. his, her back and fixes uh-huh. like all this stuff. And he says to her like 10 years ago when she first went, he was like, um, I think she's going on for 20, but 10 years, he was like, you know what? I have two pieces of advice for you. She's like, what? Mm. He's like, have two orgasms a day. Oh, geez. And she's like, really? Like, I can't even make yeah. myself. He's like, because, and I've said this before, but I thought it was an interesting way of putting it that it really impacts your physiology. Like having an orgasm and having that release is going to impact your mood, which is also going to release stress and help you relax and help your body. So like orgasms are important. Like you should be prioritizing your orgasms. And I know you're thinking, I don't have time, but it's like. You feel so much better when you have, I feel like sometimes too, even though it's my job, I'm like, I haven't masturbated and then I will. And I'm like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. I'm a new person. So I mean, that's my happy. story. Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. My job. And whenever I'm not, I'm like, your job is to master. Cause granted, I'm not happy as I seem all the time. I'm like, you're sitting in a house full of vibrators. Your whole life is about like helping people have better sex and relationships. And I love what I do. And this is what I know. And I'm like, I should just pull out a vibrator here and have a good day. And then everything's better. Do it. I do it all the time. All right. That's why I was late today. Uh, I wasn't really late. Okay, Menace, that's all we got time for. Thank you for being here. Talking to you, as always. And thank you to all the listeners that download the podcast constantly. I mean it, you guys. Thank you so much. We've been just doing, people are listening and they're hitting us up and they're like, Loving us, sending emails, and we reach love out you back. on social media. Don't yeah. be shy. Tweet us, tweet us, Facebook us, Snapchat, um, and also send us your questions. We love hearing from you. Feedback at sexwithelmy.com, and we love when you review us on iTunes. Cool. But no pressure. Okay, everyone, thanks for listening. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. So, what's in a name? It's not often you can look at a product's name and know exactly what you're getting. Then along came the rabbit company. The rabbit companies focus on one thing, 
pleasing you with their selection of high-quality rabbit vibrators. One visit to therabbitcompany.com, you'll see what I'm talking about. They've got a perfect collection of rabbit vibes in a variety of shapes and sizes. Whether you're looking to try your first rabbit or your 21st, the rabbit company has a model for you. You've never seen so many rabbits. And just like the company, each vibe has a descriptive name so you know exactly what you're getting. There's the classic, the rotating, the beaded, the G-spot, and my personal favorite, the come hither. It uses the motion like you'd use with your finger to uh, wave someone over or when you're trying to find your G-spot. And everyone on my team, they're all in love with the rabbit ears. It's the perfect little clitoral stimulator. Every rabbit company vibe features easy-to-use controls, highest quality materials, and a five-year warranty. To see what I'm raving about, go to sexwithemily.com and click on the Rabbit Company banner. Use code EMILY at checkout for a special discount. 